This is the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellata from singleinthecity.ca, Toronto's news. Today's talk, 640 Toronto. Well, happy Sunday, guys, and thank you for joining me for another great episode of the Dating and Relationship Show on AM640 Toronto. I'm Laura Bellata, your host. I am the founder of singleinthecity.ca. I'm also a matchmaker. I'm a date coach and so much more. <laughs> How do we redefine age? This week, I'm joined by Dr. Frida Birnbaum, PhD, who is going to help us explore this. Dr. Frida is a research psychologist and psychotherapist in Saddle River, New Jersey, and the award-winning author of Life Begins at 60. I love it already. <laughs> it's a new view of motherhood, marriage, and reinventing ourselves. And what price power? Uh, an in-depth study of the professional women in a relationship. And tonight we're going to be chatting about what age really means, how we can redefine it, and how this has changed the way that we live as we get older. Well, thank you so much for joining us tonight, Dr. Frida. Thank you so much. Um, so why is looking at, into age and the way that we define it so important to you? Can you tell us a little bit about why you wrote Life Begins at 60? Because age has uh, been uh, a symbol of who you're supposed to be, and that no longer applies. Uh, today, developmentally, uh, we have all ages doing similar things. We're talking about uh, marriage, uh, children, career changes, relationship changes. Um, there's a mix. Uh, it used to be that uh, 20s, you would get married, 30s, you'd bring up your family into your 40s, then you'd have grandkids into your 50s, then you'd retire and that would be it. So today, uh, we're not going in that order necessarily. And so age is something that exactly what I'm saying should not define you because we're not being defined by that number any longer, which I'm happy to say. I love it. And, you yeah. know, aging, this is a topic dear to my heart. We live in a society that believes as you age, you're on the decline and you're waiting to die. And we see this primarily from our younger generations. You know, a lot of them think that, okay, if you're over 50, you're old, you're incapable. And I feel like social media makes it even more obvious that people look at growing older as this negative thing. And I see younger people who think that their life is going to be over by the time that they hit 30. Or once they hit 30, they're no longer desirable. Okay. As, and in women, especially, I believe this. So why has there been such a, a stigma around aging? Well, uh, first of all, 30, it's crazy, because to me, that's just beginning. You don't even know who you are yet. Yeah, uh, you're, you're reaching womanhood or manhood, um, leaving, uh, you know, uh, adult, uh, young adolescents, and then, uh, you know, young adulthood. And those are all growing periods. So that's very sad to hear. Uh, what's really interesting is uh, personally, when I turned 60, uh, I was happier than ever. I had more uh, inspiration about life. I was more excited. Uh, I wasn't falling apart physically at all. I didn't see myself as old. And I wasn't treated any differently. So I said, what's going on? There's a change uh, that really needs to be addressed uh, because people feel that they're being viewed a certain way and it's not true at all. 
And, and what's really important also is that women especially uh, need to be able to define who they are so we know what those numbers actually mean because we're really clueless. Uh, we don't have numbers to work with. A lot of people, uh, especially women, uh, because of their age, uh, hide it. Or uh, if you want employment, if you're over 50, uh, it's scary because although you're more experienced and have more to offer, actually, uh, that number scares them also. But what's important to know is that it's really something to uh, look forward to. It's something not to be afraid of. And people often live their lives uh, in fear and they waste that time. And you look back, you say, you know, I wasn't even that old. You know, 10 years later, oh, wait a minute, that, that wasn't bad. And then again, so those numbers seem scary. But, you know, when you have a zero after each uh, decade of your life, uh, that's all it is. It doesn't say that you're supposed to be a certain place and you're not supposed to be anywhere. You're supposed mm -hmm. to be flexible and you're supposed to be uh, searching and growing um, at every age. Uh, and you can't really have all the answers ever because you're always learning for sure. I totally agree with you. And I never play into the stigma around aging. Mm -hmm. I'm that person who will wear the short, short skirts and I dress a certain way. And I have friends that will tell me, you can't wear that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, why can't I wear this? I'm not supposed to have long hair. Am I right, supposed you're not to have, supposed to. Am I supposed to have long hair? And am I allowed to wear high heels for three inches? You know, a, a, a story that's really funny is that when I was going to school, um, maybe I was 12 years old or something, and I saw this lady getting on the bus, and I said, old lady shoes, if she didn't wear those shoes, uh, people wouldn't know how old she was. Because at that time, they dressed a certain way. Uh, today, uh, it doesn't really matter. And yeah, I, I didn't know to expect this. And I just want people to know also that your individuality, whether you're 30 or 40 or 50 and moving onward, that's what you are really. And when you like heels, you wear heels. Uh, if you like leather jackets, which I love leather jackets, I have like in all colors in my closet, you wear that. So that's really something. I forgot your question. What was your question anyway? I, I can rattle on forever. Oh, it doesn't matter. But, it doesn't oh, matter. We, we'll oh, we'll okay. continue chatting. Yeah. yeah. So I, so, I, I want to ask you now. Yeah. So how does this stigma and these old age stereotypes affect us as we age? I mean, do you think that they hold us back? essentially from doing the things that we want to do and making different life choices. They're not stopping me, but I can see how they stop a lot of other people. You know, I went into the media uh, was when I was uh, in my 50s and there were women around me that were in their 30s. So nothing has really stopped me. I'm still doing stuff that I never, I'm actually doing more than I did before. So we are looking at uh, behaving a certain way. And it reminds me of my mother, uh, who was 40 years old, was pregnant. And uh, she miscarried on purpose because, oh, my God, God forbid anyone should know that uh, she was pregnant. I mean, what that meant, I don't know. 
So at that time, 40 was old to have a child. Now uh, you can be in your 50s, actually, and have children. And I wish other women would admit that, that that's their age. So it would, help, it would help other women uh, to make those kind of decisions. Uh, so I always felt that society sort of repressed uh, who I really was. I mean, when I remember I, I got my, what is it, AARRP uh, magazine. I was so insulted because what? Well, they must have the wrong no- name. They must have the wrong address. <laughs> That's not me. Are you kidding me? And it was me. I mean, the age, I qualified for it, but no way was I ready uh, for that kind of message. So on a personal level, um, I always uh, was sort of 10 years ahead of what society thought I should be. So there was always a stigma uh, with my behavior uh, going back to school after I had children. Um, The other mothers did not approve of that. Um, getting my PhD. What do you and, mean by the other mothers didn't approve? Well, of you that? know, I lived, uh, that's a good question. It yeah, sounds like pretty it's pathetic. Not a, like, it's not your business. Like, I, I, well, like, what do you mean? Like they would, just, are you kidding what me? What would they do? Yeah. Are like, you kidding would, me? These women oh, no, I, are so judgmental okay. and so critical. You know, it's interesting because part of my research that I did was that the most manipulative women were the most that were most repressed and unhappy. Uh, They didn't feel a sense of accomplishment. So they uh, were competitive and critical uh, because they wanted to put you in their place. Very sad. But to answer your question, I lived in the high rise. Are you from New Jersey? I don't know where you are from. No, I'm from the Toronto area. Okay. So I'm from New Jersey. So I lived in the high rise and um, yeah, all the women, and there was a pool in the back of the building. And all the women would get together and talk. And I'd say, you know, I'm going back to school. And they said, how could you leave your kids? And they're all like joined in. It was me over here and them over there. They joined in together, looking at me like I was the worst mother. Now, of course, today, most women work if they want to outside the home. I think working inside the home is the hardest thing, actually. Um, But at that time, as I said, I was sort of, playing my own, by my own rules. And uh, yeah, it's interesting that um, uh, some of these uh, women that were, uh, now I can't think of the, their name, Gloria Steinem, uh, Betty Friedan, all that. Oh, it's Gloria okay. We Steinem. don't have that. We don't, we don't have to mention names. <laughs> okay. So I have mentioned her name many times. It's the first time I'm being told not to, but I've mentioned <laughs> many different names, but oh, that's okay. Uh, so uh Yes, she's sorry she didn't have children. So, yeah, I I had to uh, really tell tell myself it's better to be criticized than to feel any resentfulness uh, about my own personal life. So I lost some friends along the way. My minute is up. Who cares? Whatever. That's what happened. So quickly before uh, we take a break, why is it so important to own your choices, the choices that you decide to make for yourself? The biggest regret people have is making mistakes because of somebody else. To fail because of yourself is fine. Actually, it's empowering. But to fail because of someone else's approval is giving your time and your life to somebody else. That's why it's so important. 
I love it. We're going to take a quick break now. And when we come back, we're going to talk about, well, we're going to continue this conversation and we're going to talk about how and why we should redefine age. We'll be back. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellata from singleinthecity.ca, Toronto's news. Today's talk, 640 Toronto. Welcome back to the Dating and Relationship Show on AM640 Toronto. I'm Laura Bellata with my special guest tonight, Dr. Frida Birnbaum, and we're getting right back into our chat on redefining age. Frida, you talk about redefining age as a way to change the way that we look at things. What does this mean? It means, it means that you need to really forget about age. Let's put age on the side altogether. I wish I didn't even have to talk about that because it's really talking about the person. It's talking about your compassion, uh, your passion for life, uh, your productivity, uh, who you are as a personality. That's really what we're talking about. You know, uh, when I'm talking to you uh, and getting to know you, it's getting to know uh, you as uh, your personality, uh, your uh, connection. Um, and we are living longer, younger. So even the looks, women in their 30s, 40s, 50s, even 60s, can't even tell them apart anyway. Uh Life is so short to define by numbers uh, does not really define anything because 10 years can go by, really, and you can change a lot or you can't change at all. So it's really what you do with your time, not the time that measures you as a person. And that's why this, these number of things have nothing to do with who you are at all. Uh, getting to know somebody um, is very important when they are in different stages of life. Uh, when I have meetings with people that I know, it's because we have similar interests, not because we're the same age. Well, first of all, if I was with people in the same age as me, I'd be in an old age home. So what can I tell you? I would not feel like I fit into that. Uh, you don't look like you belong in I, an old age home. That's I thing. don't. Thank you. I don't know how old you are, but you definitely I'm 75. Don't. I'll be what? 76. Yeah. You, you look amazing, lady. I'm telling you. <laughs> you really do. I, I wow. could do some work. Yeah. I'm telling you. I don't know what happened. I was expecting to, to be an old lady. It's funny. When I had the uh, the children, the twins, um. A man came all the way from Germany. He wasn't a reporter for Germany. He came from Germany to report me. He, I opened the door and he says to me, where's the old lady? So he expected a wrinkled old person. I guess genetically, I'm, yeah, I'm very lucky. My father also uh, looked young. And um, I said, I'm the old lady. But what really grabbed me, and I think this is why, this is why I'm talking about it, and I wrote the book. What really grabbed me is the way society looks at age. That's what I, sh I was shocked. It wasn't how old I was, because I definitely wasn't old as far as I was concerned. Matter of fact, when he, I opened the door, I was wearing a skirt above my knees, you know, and I looked 
you know, this was 15 years ago. And, you know, I still wear those things anyway. But the point was, that's what shocked me. I said, are you kidding? I'm old. No, I'm not old. And so society has to catch up with what age means today, because we've really changed already. But we're not being represented appropriately. Uh, when I said ageism needs to be redefined, you know, that was like astonishing. I was written up in Newsweek for saying that, like, wow. And I'm thinking, what are they talking about? It's so obvious to me. The people I know and the lives that they live, uh, society is tagging them and putting people in places that don't fit with what's happening in our lives today. That's why I'm writing the book. And that's why I'm talking to people about it because society has to catch up to where we really are. And it gets better. I know when I was 30 years old and stop me if you want to, because I can talk forever. When I was 30 years old, I mean, um, someone said to me, Oh, you're no longer a girl anymore. And I said, wow, is there something wrong with me now? Is this, you know, as if being a woman was negative, what am I supposed to be some little, you know, and back and actually when I was 35, I got accepted into Columbia university for my master's in psychology. So I was really not at that place. Uh, I was really growing. If anything, I was in a wonderful place. Uh, when I was 46, I got my, I received my PhD because it takes, it took me five years of hard work to get there. And I, um, and at that time, 40, you know, I was supposed to be like over the hill kind of thing. And I was just beginning to have my life open up to me and see myself uh, for who uh, I am and uh, having an opportunity to make a difference in this so this was really a much more exciting time. And when I was 53, I actually had a, a son. So I, I was always doing something that was not, I was not supposed to be in at that moment. Yeah, in time. And, I, and I do actually want to talk about that in a little bit. But let's talk about why it's important for us to define age. I mean, the way I look at it is when you start to live a meaningful life, you will achieve better physical health and well-being because the more likely you are to exercise, to look after yourself, uh, to uh, attend your doctor's appointments and so on, you know, the longer you may live. So any other reasons it's important for us to redefine age? Uh, what's really more important than uh, the way uh, you look or even, or even the way you take care of your health. And that's, it's, it's, it really has made a difference because people, it's sad to say, our youth, uh, America, our country is very youth oriented. I mean, God forbid you should have a, a, a um, line on your face or whatever, especially a woman, a man, still not, not as much, but men are working out and much more physically fit and conscious of themselves. But, uh, we need to be able to rethink our direction in life. There are a lot of actresses and movie stars, I'm not going to mention names, that don't really fit into their age, but it's it's categorized. Madonna. I'll, I'll mention Madonna, was she? Yeah, she just mind. turned 60. And uh, she looks fabulous. But of course, all the work she's done 
And that's uh, what people talk about, though, Dr. Frida. They don't what? say, oh, Madonna looks fantastic. They'll say, well, they will say that, but then they'll say, but then look at all the work that she had done. Well, you know, it is a fact, by the way, because if you look at her a year ago, she does not look the way she looks now. No, I think it's a few years ago. She, is it a few she, years? Or just, yes, I know time wow. goes by so quickly. It's been yeah. a few years that she looks wow. a little different now. But yeah, So it's sad because in the Kardashians, I mean, amazing, uh, you know, plastic surgeon that they have because they didn't look like that in the beginning either. But mm-hmm. so again, we're just objectifying and it's about Christy Brinkley, what she looks like. And, uh, and then uh, we say, okay, that's where we need to go. No, that's not where we need to go. Uh, where we need to go really and who we really are um, is something dependent on uh, your sense of the world around you. And I have not changed. Um, basically, I've actually grown because of my um you know, changes and experiences in life. So I have grown from that and the, what the meaning of life is uh, and become more of an authority. That's wonderful rather than other people telling me. Uh, that I, is the I'm, one thing I'll be honest. That's the one thing I do like about aging, becoming yeah. an authority where people will actually stop to listen to you and go, what she's saying makes sense. <laughs> and yeah, being no in my line of work, right? Like as a dating coach, matchmaker, what I do for a living, and people stop to listen. And more so because of my age and my life experience. Well, you so don't that look has ha- helped me with my career. Can I ask you your age? I'm not talking about it on the air. But <laughs> uh, so you're, 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 uh, what are you? I don't know. You're something, you're a fraud. There you go. You're telling me <laughs> we need to talk about age and you're not talking about age. <laughs> well, I've never really, and that's the thing. I don't really talk about that. So maybe that's something that I need to work on, but maybe well, not you know, on this if more women, show, but. Well, if more women would do that, then and age I've been told wouldn't, that. Have, wouldn't have a, a ne- negative connotation. But I, 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 I know what I'm saying? Yeah, look, Christy Brinkley is 60. And you know how we look at 60 because of her? Hey, that's not old at all because she's representing it. She's a role model. For what getting older is actually, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm going in a different direction. And you have no lines. You look beautiful, ageless, no matter what age you are. Thank to be you. quite frank with you. So let's talk about some of the ways that we can find purpose as we age. And I want to start us off because I'm really passionate about this. Is to continue doing what you love to do or to pursue a new endeavor, something that you may have always wanted to do, but maybe you didn't have the time to do. Or maybe you didn't have the nerve to do. You know, I always believe that you are never too old to do what you love. Do you agree with that one, Dr. Frida? I agree. Never too old. You're never too old. And by the way, when you're talking, it does remind me of retirement because we use words that need to be redefined because retirement really has changed into redefining yourself, second careers, uh, adventure trips. It's not sitting on a rocking chair anymore. Uh, exercising. Uh, so we need to re- redefine words as well. What about middle age? It's like you're on the decline. It should be peak age. Uh, peak age means that this you're coming into the best times. Um, that's what I experienced that I can guarantee you a lot of women uh, have experienced becoming more of who they are. 
becoming who they were when they were told they weren't supposed to for whatever reason. I mean, I was told, and speaking of women, I mean, I was told uh, no my whole life. And I feel people are more, more motivated uh, when they have resistance, they have more resilience. So yeah. that's uh, something that's always uh, kept me going. Also, um, another way that we can find purpose as we age is to help other people. You have skills, use your skills to contribute wherever you can. And it's also a great way to find purpose and ask yourself, you know, what can I do or what skills can I share for the betterment of my community? That's another good one. And also taking care of the people that you love. And also, I just want to mention one more, which is really, uh, which is really important is working on staying mentally and physically healthy. And I think I spoke on this a little bit, but go to the gym. If you don't like the gym, that's okay. Participate in physical activities that you love. So if you love to walk or hike, do more of that or take up new activities, you know, try new things, never start, never stop growing and learning. So rediscover yourself. There are several ways to stay mentally and physically active as well. It's so true. I like everything you said. All these, you know, apply to, you know, uh, there's a saying, what if you don't use it, you lose it, something like that. It's true. You know, when you sit down, uh, you have less energy than when you're working out. Uh, When you're active, uh, you feel much more uh, energized emotionally, physically, and mentally. I know Mm -hmm. I love to walk in nature in the morning, uh, and I've been dropping the kids off because it's very cold here in the morning. So I, I'm up already. So I get out there and I walk and it's the best feeling uh, if you're sitting, you're tired. So it's it's really about having self-respect uh, for yourself and feeling that you're worth it and then moving on in your life because of those basic concepts. We're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back and continue our conversation about how redefining age can impact us and what this means. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca. Toronto's News, today's talk, 640 Toronto. We are back on the Dating and Relationship Show on AM640 Toronto. I'm Laura Bellotta, joined by Dr. Frida Birnbaum. So I guess I said that right. Yes, you did. Uh, Continuing our chat now on how redefining age can impact our lives. Uh, Dr. Frida, why do you think that the gen, well, the younger generations, they think that people over 50 are old and incapable? Because I've what, oh, heard this often. I get this uh, whenever I post things on my social media, like I get people calling me a grandmother, which it goes in oh. one ear and, and out the other. I really don't allow that to bother me, but I see it happening quite a bit. Really? How do you, yeah. How do we redefine our age when it comes to dealing with this younger generation, you know, how do we have these conversations? Well, first of all, you know, when you're 30, 50 seems very old. Anything older, like even 10 years older in comparison, seems old till you get there. And then when you get there, you realize that, oh, wait a minute, uh, Dr. Frida is an inspiration because she's doing things that I have to look forward to. But that I get from women that are older. When I have women younger, uh, they feel 
insulted almost. How dare you step into this role? You're not supposed to be here. But really, they have an opportunity to look at getting older in a way that they can feel comfortable about and not have this fear and not have a stigma because they will get older themselves eventually and they will see what I'm talking about. So why live this life when you could go ahead and say, you know what, I don't have time to do this now, but I'll do it later. Uh, I can have everything I want, but it doesn't mean I can have it all at one time. So there's plenty of time. We can't look at ourselves and be so judgmental and critical. I have to get it all in now because it's not true. There's no uh, fixed time and there's nothing uh, except yourself that's going to keep you back. Mm-hmm. Nothing. And, you know, a lot of us feel like we need to retire by a certain age. But I also know so many people who love what they do and they would keep working forever. My dad is an example of this. He is 79 and he just retired like this year. And he retired a few years back, but he kept going back. And I was like, dad, like, why don't you just chill out? You know, you're, why do you have to get up at 430 in the morning? Because he works in construction. I mean, he doesn't do the hard labor. He's the boss, but he... Mm -hmm you know, he wanted in that field. So he always felt the need to go back. And he just recently retired this year and said, Okay, I'm not going back. I think it's the early mornings. But, you know, there are those people that just don't want to stop working. So what do you have to say to those who feel like they need they or maybe need to retire, but they're just not ready to do so? You know, if when I put on my sweatpants and sweatshirt, I feel blah, I really do. It's like, this is it. This is, I tried it. I tried running errands and, um, and just having a life of, I don't know what, doing what, I don't know. And then I say at the end of the day, this is it. This is what I did all day. And to me, it's depressing. I have to have that. Uh, I'm not saying everybody's in the same category. I know that uh, work does set you free. And I know that uh, when you are somebody who is defined as a retired person, um, when we are in our 20s, in our upper teens, we're looking to have a career and define who we are through those careers. And it's true. It's not the age, but it's what you do that defines that. And so... Does that mean when you're no longer doing what you are doing, that image that you strive to represent who you are is no longer there? So I think that you should be true to yourself. Now, I have it very easy uh, because my office is here in my home and I just come from upstairs to downstairs with my practice. I have these Zooms. I sometimes go into the studio. Uh, So I have a profession that lends itself to me being in control, but it doesn't mean uh, that you have to either do something that you want or not do something uh, because either way, it's going to be stressful on you. You can fix it in such a way that you can have both, especially today's society. Uh, Look, you know, the pandemic is over. People don't want to go back to work. Uh, they're like half retired themselves. So they're really It drives picky. me crazy, Dr. Frida. Why? When, when young people don't want to go back to work. They don't want to go back. 
Well, I'm cool with older people that have done their time and they've worked and okay, they don't want to go back, but get this young generation that would yeah, rather you collect know, a few hundred dollars from the government, you know, like get off your butt and go yeah, to work. But it's not that the older people did their time. I think the older people have an answer to what work is supposed to look like. And that is, I believe, a four-day work week, even a three-day work week. We should, you know, work uh, to live, not live to work. So that, that also needs to be redefined. Now, something about the younger generation, the millennials, you know, time is their asset, not money. That's not a bad deal either. So it's not that I don't support it, but they don't want to go to work because they're very picky. And sometimes they're right. They're picky about the relationships with the boss, the relationships with the people. They don't care so much about the money. Uh, they, they don't care so much about the luxury. Uh, they'd rather live in a little house and have time in the backyard. So it's a different type of mindset that they have. Uh, working uh, every day and working very hard. It depends if that's what you want. But we do have choices today uh, that we didn't have before. That's working part-time, working through Zoom. I know a lot of my patients, they don't go in, they Zoom. They actually don't have to physically get on the train or the drive over there, buy the clothing. Bosses don't have to rent uh, offices. They're saving tons of money uh, by doing this as well. So it is an easier lifestyle. But I do agree with you. We shouldn't cop out completely and not work, of course. No, we shouldn't be. But well, yeah. we need to take a quick break, one last break, and then we'll be back to chatting about uh, redefining age and what it means for dating. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Galata from singleinthecity.ca. Toronto's News. Today's talk, 640 Toronto. Welcome back to the Dating and Relationship Show. It's Sunday night. You're listening to AM640 Toronto. I'm Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca with my guest, Dr. Frida Birnbaum. Getting back into our discussion on aging and now on dating and aging. Mm. So Dr. Frida, we've talked about what redefining age means for us as we age, but what about when it comes to dating? So let's talk about how this impacts the way that we date. I mean, we, we still have so much to offer, um, but I find people tend to shy away from putting themselves out there as they get older. And I know that from speaking to women and also being a bit older myself, uh, that we can become negative when it comes to finding love. You know, the thoughts that come to mind are, will I still be desirable? What if they want someone younger? You know, if things don't hang the way they used to and so forth. What do you have to say about that? A lot. I think it's pretty pathetic, too, because when we're talking about age does not define you. Well, guess what? On these uh, links, single links, whatever they're called, the first thing is age and it pops out at you. And then I've had women say to me, but I don't look that age. I don't feel that age. Should I tell the truth about the age? Because men actually want a woman 10 years younger than them. Mm -hmm. uh, and so the woman is trapped because uh, she's not that age. Should she tell the truth? Uh, should she get a younger guy? It's where really we need to look at the importance of a relationship 
And when a man is looking to see that he wants to be with somebody that's compatible, what he doesn't know is that woman who, who's there that is his age, or maybe even a couple of years older, could be even more compatible uh, because she's become, she's evolved and she's not just a mirror of somebody that you're looking at, but her persona, her accomplishments, who she are, who she is as a human being. Uh, don't look for a trophy wife because you're going to have to pay a price for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, look for somebody who's sincere. Uh, that's, I, I don't even think that age should be put up there because it does not represent women today for sure. And then they're stuck uh, with this uh, image, this false image. As it's perfect for what we're talking about, for who they're supposed to be. And they're not that person. Uh, a woman in her 60s, a woman in her 50s, or 40s. I know my daughter. Um, she's in her early 40s. She looks like she's 30. She acts like she's 30. That's her, that's where she is. Uh, would she do well with somebody that's 50? Not really. They're in a different place in their lives. So they want younger women to fit into their lifestyles. But these women that are younger uh, really need men younger than them because that's what's even more compatible when we're talking about age. Mm-hmm. Where women in their 45 are at their peak uh, sexually uh, and men much younger than that. So what are we really dealing with here? Well, I, you know, I, I as a matchmaker, I tend to see that uh, I get it from both sides. Women want guys that are a little younger because they, they feel that men, as they age, they don't take care of themselves. And men tell me the same thing. Well, I want someone younger because... I find that women, as they age, they don't take care of themselves. And I'm thinking, well, that isn't true in all cases. I have tons of friends that are in their 50s, women that are absolutely gorgeous, as well as in their 60s. And and I find that men don't really know what they want until it's in front of them. So they may turn down someone or a woman because she's a little older. But then if she's in front of him and he's attracted to her, then he may date her. Now, older men, they go for younger women, possibly because they get a chance to deal with their midlife crisis. Perhaps they had a bitter fallout with with an ex. And by dating younger, it helps them get rid of that bitter feeling. Or they look for someone who can make them, you know, relax and have fun and give them that ego boost that they want. But quickly, quickly, why do you think that a lot of men gravitate towards younger women? There are more reasons. Well, it makes them feel younger. You know, if you put this man next to an older woman uh, with with older kids, it makes them feel that they're put into a slot. This is who they are. A younger woman makes them feel that they look younger and they have a lot younger lifestyle with this woman. And uh, they can have uh, more opportunities to relive their youth. But it's not true because these younger women are with these men for other reasons, possibly. Uh, are they going to be taken care of? Uh, do they have more money? Are they re- more settled in their lifestyles? So it's not necessarily apropos back and forth. That's why there's so many huge divorces going on, because they get together for the wrong reasons. You're supposed to get together for connecting of your soul, of your spirit. You know, does that person, is somebody that I really care about, 
and, and not care about anything else. Finally, we have time for one more question. Let's chat about having children as you get older. And because I think that you had children at the age of 60, was it? You had your youngest sons at 60, which I find is absolutely incredible. And so many women struggle with this. You know, they're told that their biological clocks are ticking and that they need to have children at a young age. So what tips do you have for those women right now? Uh, Well, first of all, you have to be healthy. There has to be longevity in the family. You have to be able to maintain a certain type of lifestyle for your child. And if you can do those things, if you're ready to be a good parent and stay with them into their adulthood, uh, then you're ready to have another child. Freeze your eggs, ladies. Freeze your eggs. You can have a baby without having the forever partner. So thanks for listening in on this week's episode of the Dating and Relationship Show. Aging doesn't mean that you can't keep growing and doing what you love to do. Dr. Frida, how can we get a hold of you? I know that you have a podcast. Where can people find that? The Dr. Frida Show, which is called Pushing Your Limits, D-O-C-T-O-R, actually. Uh, uh, Barbara Walters uh, quoted that word and talked about me on the air. And then uh, drfrida.com is my website. And that's about it. Thank you so, 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 so much for being here. Thank you. Uh, I love the conversation today. And guys, listen, I'm having a New Year's party. I have two this year, one in Toronto, one in Burlington. So if you're single and you are of any age, all ages accepted, <laughs> you know, go to singleinthecity.ca for more information. And thank you so much for being or listening in on this show each and every week. Thanks and ciao for now. 